Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an oxy or a perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the new Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Friday, December 2nd. I'm Peter Biello. Coming up on today's episode, former President Barack Obama returns to Atlanta to stump for Senator Raphael Warnock. A new program aims to boost access to mental health care, especially for young people. And Georgia will be the center of the college football universe this weekend when the top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs are back in the SEC championship against the LSU Tigers. These stories and more coming up on Georgia Today. Today was the last chance for Georgians to cast early ballots in the Senate runoff ahead of Tuesday's election. As of the close of business yesterday, more than 1.3 million Georgians had voted in the runoff between Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican Herschel Walker. That's nearly 1 million more than voted early in the last midterm runoff in 2018. That's according to the Secretary of State's office. Voters continue to brave long lines in many places to make their voice heard. Philip Vickers lives in Savannah where he voted yesterday for Herschel Walker. Phillips says the economy is the most important issue to him. I'm just looking for a candidate who won't vote lockstep with bad legislation. I don't really have much against Warnock. Uh, he seems like an okay guy to me, uh, but uh, he just votes with Schumer and Biden and Pelosi just because they're backing it. In Macon, Pedro and Nancy Martinez had this to say. In my case, I grew up on the dictatorships, you know, and uh, appreciate democracy very much, and I will fight for it till the end. That's, that's my point. <laughs> the issue of abortion, uh, oh, you definitely. Know, I think that's very important yes, right now. Yeah, I have three daughters, and um, as it stands, uh, I had more rights growing up than they do, and that's really bothersome. Don't like taking those steps backwards. Early voting locations will be open today in all 159 counties. Be sure to check your precinct if you're heading out this evening, as hours may vary between precincts. Voting will not be offered over the weekend. Former President Barack Obama was in Atlanta last night to campaign again for Senator Raphael Warnock. GPB's Stephen Fowler was there. Hello, Atlanta! And that's because we did. You get a buy one, get one free deal on elections this year. Obama spoke to a packed crowd at the Pullman Yards in Atlanta's Kirkwood neighborhood, imploring them to vote one more time for Warnock in Tuesday's runoff. You have the power to decide this election. You have the power to determine the course of this country. And if you work hard between now and Tuesday, if you get out to vote, but just as importantly, you get everybody that you know out to vote, then nobody's going to stop you. Warnock has courted black voters and young people in this four-week sprint and says his race against Herschel Walker is about, quote, character and competence. It's good to know that folks would prefer normal to Looney Tunes. That's a good thing. But 
and you knew there was a but. I'm here to tell you that we can't let up. I'm here to tell you we can't tune out. We can't be complacent. We have to run through the tape. Early voting ends today, and the last chance to vote is Election Day Tuesday. For GPB News, I'm Stephen Fowler in Kirkwood. Georgia still ranks near the bottom in the nation for access to mental health care. That's especially true for children. Fixing that problem should be as simple as connecting patients to counselors, but that's complicated when increasingly fewer people even want to get into the counseling field. GPB's Ellen Eldridge has more about a new program aimed at that problem. Counselor Kristen Inman is speaking with a 17-year-old high school student about his career goals. Role play for just a minute, um, because you just said that you haven't spoken with your dad. You really can't even imagine what that would be like. But I want you to try to imagine that right now. Rudra wants to pursue theater in college, but his dad wants him to follow in the I family's footprints. Look at the biology and then into all of the years of study into medicine, and uh, that's just, that's, just to be completely honest, that's not something I, I have any real desire to do. Okay, how did it feel to say those things? <sighs> it, was, it was nice to put into words. This was not a real session. Inman is a student at Bernau University. Her client, Rudra, is too. His real name is David Jenkins. This mock therapy session is part of the new clinical counseling psychology degree program at Bernal University. Experts say public schools should have at least one school psychologist for every 500 students. Georgia doesn't even get close to that goal. Here, there's a psychologist for every 6,390 students. Bernal University President Ann Sclater says the program where Inman and Jenkins are training is meant to help change that. We want to increase the clinicians on the street doing the work that needs to be done. And we need a place to do that. The Lynn J. Darby School of Psychology and Adolescent Counseling just opened in a new building on the university's downtown Gainesville campus. Allie Collins currently works with the Georgia Division of Family and Children's Services. She enrolled in the new counseling program because she says in her work with the family court system, she's heard from parents about their own childhood trauma, abuse, or neglect. But they had never had any access to therapy or, you know, drug treatment programs, anything that would kind of set them up for success they couldn't afford. As a counselor, she'd like to help break that cycle of suffering. Julie Battle is a professor of psychology and the chair of the New Darby School. Before this school opened, Bernal simply had a department of psychology like most universities. Battle says things that make the Darby School special are training in specialized areas like play and dance therapy. Those techniques are used when children in need of help find it hard to express their emotions with words. So it's not necessarily dance like people think of dance, it's movement. So they'll connect with the children through movement and then once they sort of join their world they're often able to, to have better luck at pulling them out and teaching them more skills to be able to function in the world that we live in. Battle says these certification programs teach future therapists how to meet children where they are and she hopes 12 to 15 students will be accepted to Bernal's Darby School each year starting in the fall of 2023. For GPB News, I'm Ellen Eldridge. 
The sheriff in South Georgia's Colquitt County says a middle school student has been charged with terroristic threats and identity fraud. The student allegedly set up an Instagram account to make it look like another student was targeting the school with a gun. The incident is unrelated to, but came on the same day as, Wednesday's multiple hoaxes that targeted schools statewide with false reports of active shooters. Law enforcement analyst and former DeKalb County Public Safety Director Cedric Alexander says technology can only go so far in tracing the culprits of such crimes. What's going to be really important in, in, in pursuing those individuals who make these types of false claims of an emergency is that the community has to get involved. Anytime anyone hear of anything of those who may be involved, because typically it's going to get out. Governor Brian Kemp issued a statement condemning the apparently coordinated hoaxes. The Colquitt County incident was being investigated as an apparent case of cyberbullying. A joint study by members of Georgia's House and Senate on the future of electric transportation infrastructure wrapped up this week. But as GPB's Amanda Andrews explains, legislators are going to have to sort out a big detail next session. The question remains, what role should the state's largest electrical utility play in the rollout of EV charging stations? Some members of the committee argue Georgia Power could be the only charging option for some rural areas. Others say the utility should stay out of it and leave room for smaller businesses. Agriculture and Consumer Affairs Chair Larry Walker III says he gets it. Private business owners need some certainty, and if they're going to make a, a big investment in charging stations, they don't want to do that. And then the next you know, few months or year or whatever, the public utility come next door to them and undercut them. Recommendations the committee settled on include how to make up for lost gas tax revenue and how to price EV charging. For GPB News, I'm Amanda Andrews. The Southeastern Conference Championship game comes to Atlanta this weekend when the number one Georgia Bulldogs take on LSU at Mercedes-Benz Stadium tomorrow. Though the Bulldogs have their eyes on a repeat national title, Coach Kirby Smart is not overlooking the chance to add another SEC title to the trophy case. Georgia has managed just three conference crowns in the last four decades, the most recent coming in 2017. As of this recording, StubHub has tickets for sale anywhere between $144 and nearly $9,700. Mercedes-Benz Stadium has been tapped for another big college game. The NCAA has selected Atlanta to host the first college football national championship game under the expanded 12-team playoff format that will begin in the 2024-2025 season. The championship game will be played on January 20th, 2025. Atlanta also will get one of those two semifinal games following the 2025 season, so you may want to start saving up for those tickets right now. And that is it for today's edition of Georgia Today. As always, we welcome your feedback. Send it to us by email. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. Thanks so much for listening to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. I'm Peter Biello. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.